0: Give Him a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you in this house today. God's so good to us. Oh, I feel His presence this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thankful for Him. So thankful. We enter into His gates with thanksgiving. I've said this before, I don't know why I just keep sharing stuff, like, but, you know, before a lot of miracles that we read about that Jesus did, he would first give thanks. It just opens up the miraculous when you're thankful. But you just go ahead and start thanking God. Uh, you know, he, he, he prayed and he thanked God before he said, Lazarus, come forth. Before he fed that multitude, before he started breaking bread, he, he gave thanks for it. And, uh, and just look out at the miraculous things that happened. And so before we come just running with our hand out, sometimes we come with our hands up, just offering thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Lord, for what I've already got. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the Lord. I'm so thankful. And I'm thankful to see some, some of our UGA students here this morning. Yeah, we're, we're excited for, for this year. We're believing God's going to do great things at UGA this year. We love our college students and appreciate them so much. Missed them terribly in 2020. I tell you, we missed them terribly. Glad they're here today. Second Chronicles 20 and 15, one verse, and I'll let you be seated this morning, uh, continuing in our lesson. This will be the third lesson in our series called Victorious. 2 Chronicles 20:15, and he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's glory. We're going to talk about weapons of praise today. Let's lift our hands and just pray for the lesson. Lord, we love you and thank you for your word, for the promises that it holds for us. God, let us hear what the Spirit would say this morning. Let it find good ground in our heart. Change us. Make us better, Lord. Make us more like you. Get us ready for heaven, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Clap your hands and give Him a shout one more time. Aren't you thankful that you're victorious today in Jesus' name? Thankful, thankful for victory today in Jesus' name. You can be seated. God bless you this morning. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Try to keep your mind off them goodies in the foyer for a little bit. They'll be there ready to go when when you leave. Ain't nobody going to get them all. Praise the Lord. We've been talking about uh, this since we understand that the battles, our battles belong to the Lord uh, there are different thing. We must trust him. If the battle is the Lord, we say that all the time. Well, the battle's the Lord's. Then you have to trust him with the battle plan. So if it's his, I've got to trust him with what he's going to do. If I trust him with me or with the, the battle, I've got to trust him with me as well. Know that he's not going to lead me into defeat, but he will just simply lead me on to victory. And today, since we know that the battle belongs to God, then we must praise Him and offer Him praise as He leads us to victory. Not simply once the victory is won, but uh, there is something that begins to happen when we just praise God and start uh, shouting victory before. Uh, You know, the the Scripture teaches us to shout unto God with a voice of triumph, uh, but that doesn't say to do that immediately after you win just go ahead and start shouting now because you know you've got the victory. If there's a question of when do I do that shout, well, then it would be all times because I will uh, bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I hadn't stopped breathing. So I'm going to keep on praising. If I hadn't stopped breathing, I'm not going to stop praising. I'm going to keep on blessing him. And I'm, I'm thankful for him today. This, this scripture where we open up today uh, is uh, Je- where Jehoshaphat, uh, the king then at that time in Judah, found out that a great multitude was coming against him. And at the bringing of those tidings of war, he, he began to be fearful. And uh, he didn't try to run. He didn't try to create his own battle plan. But he immediately went to the Lord. And he didn't just go by himself, but he calls for all of Jerusalem, all of Judah, uh, wives, children, everyone to assemble and raise their voice and begin to pray and call on the Lord. And uh, they didn't know what they were going to do. This was uh, an army that they knew that they uh, were outnumbered. They knew that there were more there that they would be able to handle. Uh, he even made the statement, we do not know what to do, Lord, but our eyes are upon you we're watching you you never take your eyes off him you may not know what to do so you just watch him have you ever went to work with somebody and you have never done that kind of work and they say oh, just watch me well if you want to learn how to operate in that place then you just watch who knows what they're doing Well, i am tell you God knows what he's doing And so we keep our eyes upon him. Even the scripture tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, keep your eyes upon him. And while they stood in the presence of the Lord, the prophet Jehaziel, uh, he began to speak to them and he told them that God said, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. The God or this battle was God's and it was not theirs. He told them exactly what to do and where to go. And he said, I'm going to tell you even where the enemy will be located. They were were to position themselves for battle and then stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. They did not need to fear because God would fight for them. They began at that point at the hearing of that promise, they fell on their faces and began to praise God and thank him for coming to their rescue and when they looked around, they saw the ministers begin to stand to their feet and worshiping God with instruments. And uh, they were just what they were doing was they were just demonstrating the trust that they had in God for this victory. They had not yet seen the victory. The battle had not been fought yet. But they had been given the promise. You can trust God when he makes a promise. It is impossible for God to lie. And when he says something, he's going to do it. If he says he will fight the battle, he will fight the battle. If he said, I'll give you victory, you will have the victory. Hey, uh, no weapon formed will prosper. I understand it. And and we we say this many times, but I understand also that uh, he didn't say, I wouldn't get hit with the weapon. He just said it wouldn't prosper. It's just not going to bring the effect that the enemy wants to have. Even one psalmist said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken I love that scripture because I remember reading that one day and it's like the Lord stopped me and he said, but you have seen the righteous in just about every other state you can think of. I've seen him brokenhearted. I've seen him afraid. I've seen him cast down. I've seen him discouraged. I've seen him sick. I've seen him poor, but I've never seen him forsaken. Hey, I don't care where you go. You won't be without God. You're going to have him. And so you just keep praising the Lord and understanding God is going to come through. And they they begin to trust God. And and as they headed out the next morning toward this battle, uh, Jehoshaphat stops them and gave them more words of encouragement. He, He told them, believe in the Lord. That's number one. Believe in the Lord, he said, and you will be established. Friend, you'll be standing on a solid rock. You'll have a firm foundation when you believe the Lord. But he said, also believe his prophets and they would prosper. Believe those that are bringing the word and the promises of God. If you can believe what they're saying about the God they serve, you will prosper in everything that you do. And they stopped, and Jehoshaphat, after he had taken some uh, talk to some of the people, they made a decision to place singers. They appointed singers at the beginning of the army, at the very front. And as they moved forward, they said, praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. So they were praising the beauty of holiness. And they would say, praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to worship, verse 22 of that same chapter says that the Lord sent ambushments against uh, when they begin, when, when, there's an expectation of praise in God's people. The Bible says, "God inhabits the praises of His people." And when they begin to praise, now I don't know how close they were, and I don't know what all these other armies heard. But uh, if they could hear them, what they, what that, all those songs of praise and victory they were hearing, it sound, must have sounded like the noise of war to them. But it says that when they began, not not before just God waited, but when they started praising God, then at that point God sent out the ambushments. Uh, I believe that praise uh, is a weapon that God has given us. Uh, I know that uh, praise is our, it, it makes us rejoice. It makes us happy. We, we, we feel good when we're praising God and we know that we Oh, that praise, it's a sacrifice of praise that we offer up and and, uh, we know that it's what we give to God, but it is also something that uh, deters the enemy. It can destroy the enemy. It can send the enemy into flight. But in this battle, while they were marching and singing and praising God, when they came over the hill, the entire army was dead. They turned on one another. They began to fight each other, uh, through confusion, through anxiety, through fear, through whatever. But as God, those ambushments that God sent, those those weapons that God sent, they began to turn on each other. And when Jehoshaphat came over the hill, they looked. All they saw was dead bodies. Every enemy destroyed, every enemy without life, no enemy breathing, no enemy threatening, nobody shooting arrows, swinging swords, throwing spears. There was no enemy left to fight. God had given them the victory. It was evident that God had fought this battle for them. And when uh, they saw this thing, you know, it says it took them three days going back and forth to get all the spoil. That's what they would do in those days. They would take the, the shields and the armor and the, the weapons. and the, they, said they were taking jewels and all sorts of uh, valuable things back. took them three whole days. Uh, that's a lot considering the amount of people that were in Judah and all those people were doing that. But they took the spoil and they went back into Jerusalem and began to rejoice for the victory. They, they picked up their instruments and began to... Uh, Go into the Lord's temple and sing and worship God, and they spent a day singing uh, for the victory they had been given. I tell you that that song is powerful when you go into the battle, but boy, what a joy it is when you're singing that victory! And uh, at that point, it says the fear of God fell on everybody around that place, all around the kingdom when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. And it said in Jehoshaphat, had, they had peace around about them uh, after that. Did, nobody want to mess with these praising, these, these crazy praising people. <laughs> Sound like anybody you know? Yeah. <laughs> nobody want to, to come against them. They said that was a, a several armies together that just got wiped out. Yeah. And I have heard that Israel did not do a single thing. They were just singing. They were walking down the road praising God. And when they got there, God done wiped everybody out. Think I'll just leave Israel alone for a while. Well, I'll tell you, there, there's some things that we need to f- learn from these stories is that you don't let anything steal your praise. Don't ever, don't ever lose that praise. I know sometimes it, that, 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 man, whew, uh, the, it can seem uh, like, like they they knew we're outnumbered that's okay praise God. Hey uh, some, some guys maybe in, that, uh, in Judah was like hey you know this will be my first war I'm a little bit nervous that's all right just praise God. You know, it, there's all kind of circumstances that can arise in our life but just keep praising God don't lose that praise don't let the, you may get low but you can praise him when you're low. yeah. You, if there's anything I learned from Scripture, uh, people praise God in all sorts of places. <laughs> Hello, Paul and Silas. <laughs> uh, get beat, get whipped, get chained up, locked in prison, in the innermost part of the prison. And about midnight, just singing a song. Earthquake, doors flying open, chains falling off. They went and preached, got the wounds washed up, baptized people in Jesus' name, jailer's house, all got saved. God's still working. The enemy wanted to destroy them. The enemy wanted to stop them. The enemy said, I got them locked up. But praise will break some chains in your life. Come on, praise will move some things. Praise will open some prison doors. And your praise. You know it said when Paul and Silas began to sing and, and praise the Lord, it said, all them other prisoners could hear them. Everybody could hear what was going on. And, and they said, what are they doing? I've been in here a lot longer than them. They'll learn after a while because after a while they won't be singing no more. But Paul and Silas, it ain't going to take a while. <laughs> I'm going to start singing and praising God. He's about to come through. And they had to stay 10 or 15 or 20 years in the prison. They, God went ahead and said, I'm going to open the doors for them that will worship me. I'm going to knock off the chains to those that will worship me. When you refuse to worship the things of this world and to worship God, it will keep you in the fiery furnace. Hello. Shadrach, and Meshach and Abednego, come on, somebody! Oh, uh, hey, you 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 worship God and you go ahead and pray to God uh, anyway when you know this world don't want you to. And man, you might have to spend a night in a den of lions, but you'll be all right. Uh, you'll come through in the morning. Uh, listen, there's there's a weapon in this praise, something that God. It, it's something that the enemy, you know, he, he can form a lot of weapons, but he has nothing to match praise. He, he, he can come up with all kind of things and we're not ignorant of his devices. We know uh, the weapons he has, but let me tell you, there's nothing that he has ever thought of, invented, or brought against the people of God that praise could not get God's children through. Amen. Every time. It works every time. So what we need to do is learn lessons from people like these kings, Jehoshaphat. He, you know, uh, the first thing he did Was he went to God? So many times we forget to go to God first with our problems. Come on, you know it's true now. From little things, Uh, we just—it's easy. Things are—you know—we we we do trust a little bit in ourselves. It happens. I mean, come on now. You know, if you get a headache, you're gonna go get a bottle of Tylenol. You're gonna go. Where's my goodies? I mean, you know. uh, have you ever just said, "Hey, if you was with one of your buddies that believe, lay your hands on my head and pray for me. I got a headache. I can taking taken, Tylenol. I'll take it. Uh, man, I, I, I'm getting older. I take it a lot more than I, I'd like to. But, uh, but my my point is this: is that there's even in the little things. Sometimes we need to just show God we trust Him. Hey, anybody, you know, I mean, it's just like commonplace. You got something big and bad going on. You're going to God, and so that's. You know, that's the norm. But man, I tell you, sometimes when you trust God in them little bitty things, that's where God's like, man, if they would ask about that, because he knows how humans are. You you think, well, some people just ask for everything because they're lazy. No, a lot of people just ask for everything because they trust God. (laughs) Yeah, well, we just trust the Lord. We believe he'll come through. If I lose my car keys, I'm asking the Lord, reveal where those keys are? If I can't find my wallet, I'm like, and I know I, you know, your credit cards, everything's in there. And all of a sudden, I, where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? Where? And I, and and if you think I have not said, Lord, where, you know, and go back and look, and there it is. I, well, it was, it was there all along, was it? I don't know. I was sure I looked there. Hey. I, I've told the story before. I, I lost my keys one time, and uh, this was, we had been married very long. Uh, uh, Jake was probably just a baby if he was even born yet, and I lost my keys. I had my work keys, church keys, everything I had on it, and I could not find them. I was flipping that house. I, I was like, I don't have a way to go to work tomorrow, my, my work truck, my keys, everything, and so I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do, so I called and uh, was talking to her uncle, Danny, Danny, he come by. He said, I'll come over and help you look for him. He, he walked in. He said, now, we're going to find these keys. He said, in the name of Jesus, we're going to find these keys. Now, he walked over in our bedroom. We had a console TV set. Y'all know what that is. <laughs> Got a, yeah, sitting there. And on the back, anybody remember the little little white knob that stuck out of the back of them? that you had to turn it into just a tent and the hue. My keys were hanging on that little knob on the back of the TV that was up against the wall. I couldn't have hung them keys on that knob. It, it, it wasn't enough of it sticking out. But that's what he, and he walks over there and he said, Hey, I'm telling you, You 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 pray about things and God, hey, well actually, it was important to me. I needed those keys. I I needed to have those keys. I I I know I remember coming out of a a grocery store one day, pouring rain, and there was this elderly gentleman in his car, and he was just trying to crank that car and it wouldn't turn over. Man, it was just and I walked by him. Man, I mean it was pouring. I'm like, okay, Lord, I said, help that man in Jesus' name. Boom. I said, there you go. I just kept going. Now you can say, well, it finally just turned over. Did it? It did just turn over. But but see, I believe it was because there was a prayer of faith. And I trust God in small things. I'm not talking about silly things. I'm talking about small things, things that need to get done, things that need to happen. Lord, let this happen in Jesus' name. And things begin to happen. I just trust God like that. I believe in walking with God and talking to God and believing God. And I believe he orders my steps. I believe he's all around me. In him we live and move. And have our being My life is hid in Christ And so uh, it's not strange to just say Lord in the name of Jesus uh, uh, Let that uh, happen Let this be f-. Uh, People have called me Pastor I can't find this thing. We just go to pray And you know, an hour later So they, they find whatever it is They're looking for they, I need this to happen Pastor could you pray for it And not, we're not the only ones Praying but other people praying and, and then they text you back Or call you back Well it, it opened up that, that appointment opened up This happened And it just worked like It was supposed to Man, the Bible says it plainly. We have not because we ask not. Right. We need to ask. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened. God wants to do so many things for us if we just ask. The scripture even says he's waiting, yeah. looking. He said he's always going to and fro, looking to, to just prove himself, show himself strong on behalf of them that trust in him. He says, just, I'm just waiting to blow your mind. I'm just waiting to do something that makes you understand and know, here I am. Just have some faith in me. Trust me and watch it happen. Jesus told us in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things be added unto you. The word of God reminds us of our priorities. Before we go to the world for answers, let's go to the Lord for answers. I'm not against... uh, a counsel and, and, and you know, I know we have doctors, and, and, and thank God for the wisdom that God has given healthcare people and doctors and, and things like that. There is a wisdom in this world, I understand that, but nothing trumps what God knows, and nothing trumps what God can do. And God should not be the last resort, He should not be our fallback plan. Let's, let's uh, let Him lead us to make the right decisions in every process. And maybe that's why sometimes we do without us because, you know, the scripture says you have not because you ask amiss. And sometimes we miss the way we're asking because God already knows I wasn't your first choice. Maybe God's just waiting for us to make him the priority. And What would happen if we learned to seek him first? The Bible says that when we seek him With our whole heart, we shall find him when we seek him with our whole heart. It didn't take long for Jehoshaphat, not even another scripture. Once he learned about uh, that army coming against him, the very next scripture, he's going to the Lord. He was going to call on God. And friend, trusting Jesus will give us assurance. You know that old song said, blessed assurance. Man, there's an assurance that comes with trusting God and knowing that he's in control of everything. He's in control of everything. All of it. And we know, even in this life, that without the Lord's intervention, there's some things that are just not going to turn out the way we want them. We need God desperately every day to move on our behalf. Yeah. And uh, in this story, what I love about it is that it was whole families. It wasn't just all of a sudden the men showed up. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad it said the men did show up. I'm not being ugly. I'm just being being real. (laughs) Guys, we need to make sure we're in the lead here uh, uh, for our family. Because it said the men came and then they brought their wives. It didn't say the wives brought their husbands. It said the husbands brought the wives. (laughs) I can see uh, uh, guys pulling me aside after service today. Come on, Pastor. No, I'm telling you. But then it wasn't just that. They said they brought their children and their little ones. Whole families came to seek the Lord. It wasn't just mom and dad praying, but it was, come on, we, we're going. Where are we going? We're going to pray because we got, we got a problem. Something's about to happen, and everybody is going to begin to pray. That's how you teach them. You, you teach them. Uh, if they watch us pray as their parents, then when they begin to face their own battles, they'll know to call out to the Lord as well. I don't, want them, I don't want my kids looking around wondering where to find help. I want them to know where their help comes from. Hey, son, hey, daughter, lift up your eyes unto the hill from where it's come your help. Your help comes from the Lord that made the heavens and the earth. That's what I want them to know. But as they begin to pray and cry out, there they were, kids. I don't know how young, how old they all were, but it said they're little ones. And so, But you know, young People, children they have a just a unique connection with God they're precious in his sight and uh, he, he said that except we become as a little child and have faith as a child and that's it they're uninhibited in their faith you teach a child if you pray for this God will answer well they believe you they they're not old enough yet their mind has become jaded with disappointments and and things and and so all they do know to do is just Pray and ask uh, God. Hey, involve your children in prayer. Yeah. Your small children, involve them in prayer. Pray. Hey, if you' are about to lose your job, tell your kids pray that Daddy don't lose his job. If you're not feeling well, get your child to lay their hands on. And say, pray for Daddy or Mama to be be healed, to be better. Because all they know. Hey, listen. We need the prayer. They need the practice. Yeah. Involve them. Help them. You know, it was a normal procedure back then in those days. That's what they did. They brought their kids, the whole family. Everybody went to, to the temple. Everybody went to church. And that when we teach our children that going to church is more than just being part of a, a, a group or a clique, and that it's actually going to the house of the Lord, that we're going to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're going to praise God and, and be blessed by God and, and see what God's got to say. You know, when... when well, what's the pastor going to say? Well, he's going to say, hopefully he's going to say what, what God wants him to say. You know, I, I understand that, that maybe don't happen everywhere, but just like this prophet came and spoke to them and told them what God was going to do, uh, we're going to go hear what God wants his people to hear. When you come and sit in the house of the Lord and, and, and the man of God is up and he's preaching, he should be preaching what God wants said. He's a mouthpiece for the Lord, and, and he's there, and, and you're hearing what God wants you to hear. If you're here today, you're hearing what God wants you to hear. And then, like I say, and then sometimes you can tune it out, or man, you can listen up. Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. Reach over here and slap yourself. You got ears? Come on. Then, then listen up. Hear. Hear what the Lord is saying. Go to, go to church expecting to hear something. You know what happens when you hear? Your faith is built. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. But how will they hear without a preacher? So many people in this world don't like preachers. Can't help that. I, I, I do my best to change that, that viewpoint of preachers all the time. and uh, So people won't all think we're just a bunch of uh, lazy, fried chicken-eating you know, golf playing, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's what they got. Well, y'all got the easiest job in the world. You show up one day a week, read something out of the Bible, and take everybody's money. That's what they think about us. But, but the Bible says we were given for the perfecting of the saints. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says, and God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, God gave them every good gift and perfect gift is from above God gave them and, it, and it's, it doesn't make them better than everybody else it means they are the instrument the mouthpiece the vessel to help the church be better And so this I'm going to live for God without a preacher in my life it won't happen it just won't happen hey, your pastor doesn't have to be involved in every aspect of your life but let me tell you you just shut him out completely you're going to have a tough time. I better move. I better keep going. But it's the truth. But in this world today, the attitude of just, just look out for yourself is so prevalent. Just, just be your own priest is uh, big today. Uh, but we know we need to teach our children that they should... You know teach your you don't don't and boy don't ever do this if your kid acts up if you don't stop misbehaving I'm going to take you to pastor because if you if you bring them to me I'm going to give them a donut I'm going to hug them and give them, a, give them something sweet to eat tell them how good they are don't don't try to scare your kids by, with the pastor I, I don't want every every time I get up in the pulpit them kids are like yeah. Or if I come toward them, they're like, Mm-mm. <laughs> "What did I do? It done nothing. It's just what mom and dad said you would do." Right. You tell them, "Pastor, I love you. Preach for you. You, you, you can discipline your kids without using me as a threat. Don't do that. <laughs> that don't do that." <clears throat> I know I got to move on. We got to keep, keep, got to keep going. Uh, yeah, we've got to listen to our, the to our people. I'm thank, oh, I am thank God for the man of God in my life and the men of God who are still in my life uh, that pray for me and, and instruct me and, and uh, can correct me. Know they have the liberty to correct me and even from other states could pull my coattail right now if they needed to. And I would be like, yes, sir, I'm listening. Tell me what you got to say. Because I, I want to be uh, in the right place too. I've got to be accountable to someone myself. Uh, a pastor doesn't stop being a sheep. You know, he, 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 he still, he might be your shepherd, but he's somebody's sheep. So he needs to listen up too sometimes. So uh, this uh, trusting, number one, the Lord, trusting the prophets so that you can be established, so that you can prosper. Uh, you know, Jehoshaphat was acknowledging the value of the man of God in their lives. Uh, And if we will let them, they simply, they should simply want to help you make better choices in life. Now, that being said, don't, you you don't, you know, there's some things it's not my responsibility. Pastor, what kind of car should I buy? I don't know. Whatever kind you want. As long as it's not too expensive, it's going to put you in a hole, you know, you know, I mean, I don't know. Well, what should I major in in college? What do you like? <laughs> I don't know. What color shirt should I wear? You know, there are things. Something you'd be. And anybody that's pastored knows. You get some. You get some questions. You know, like, I don't want to think about that. Just <laughs> that's not part of my life. Oh. Don't come to church for a few weeks. If I, every time I look at you, I'm going to think of that. Just quit. <laughs> you know, some things are just, you're all right. You, you can, that, that don't need counsel. That's just, anyway. <laughs> Jehoshaphat, I got to get back to the battle. Jehoshaphat <laughs> trusted the Lord. He said, this battle not ours, it's God's. That's the way we should put our trust in God. The battles we face seem like they're just insurmountable sometimes. How am I going to get through this? But, uh, and that's what Jehoshaphat thought when he realized the size of the army that was coming against him. Oh, my, God. we got to have the Lord. The battle was not his to own it. It was not his to win it or to lose it. Yeah. It belonged to the Lord. Right. That's, that's a good thing. When it belongs to him, it's not mine to own, win, or lose. Right. No. It, and God... Listen, God's going to own it and God's going to win it. Lose, just, you just race that word out. God's not going to lose. The battle belongs to him. God is ready and waiting to fight for us. He assured the people of Judah, hey, listen, don't be afraid or dismayed. Just trust me. Just trust. Now, I know those are two tough words sometimes. Just trust the Lord. Just trust God. It's difficult. It's easier said than done often. When we are sick or lying in a hospital bed, Sometimes our trust gets challenged. If The boss says, well, I've got to lay you off. Your trust becomes elusive. When a child stomps out of your life to do his or her own thing, our trust may waver. But we must remember that in every single circumstance, in every single battle, that trust is the most powerful tool at our disposal. Trust will give you peace when you are in pain. 2 Samuel 22 and 31 said, As for God, His way is perfect. Get that. His way is perfect. If God is leading you, understand His way is perfect. It don't need no fixing, no help, nothing. It's perfect. So you can trust Him, number one. Then the word of the Lord is tried. And he is a buckler or a shield to all them that trust in him. You know what that shield is? The Bible says a shield of faith. As we quench the fiery darts. That, that shield is something to cover you, to protect you, to keep things from hitting you, from taking you out. It, it's something you use to block the blows. And, and that's what God is. He, he steps in between you and the blow. You, 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 may, you may feel it, but you ain't getting the full impact because the Lord becomes a shield to all them that trust in Him. And when we trust in Him, the trust gives us hope uh, while we are. You know, if you, you get, get bad news at work and you're packing your desk up, you don't have to fall apart. Trust the Lord. Just trust God. And trust will open your eyes up. You'll see the angels of heaven coming up and down to secure your safety, to help you. They'll bring you hope, healing, and provision. God promised to fight for us. Trust helps us to know that he is enough. And worship is a vital, vital ingredient for victory in our battles. As we saw and as we read in the opening scriptures that when they began to praise, when they began to sing praises, then... God sent ambushments. It had just been faith up to that point. They had not been to the battle. They had not seen any of the enemy yet, but they were singing victory. And when they finally got to the battlefield, the enemy was already defeated. We talked about David facing Goliath, but he won that battle. It doesn't matter if you're facing giants, demons, Trials, tests, sickness, whatever it is, every battle, that sound of worship becomes a sound of war yes, to the enemy. Yes, 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 yes. We lift our voices in praise, and the devil has got to flee. The devil don't like to hang out where the Lord is, That's right. <laughs> and the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. When we exalt Jesus, the enemy becomes afraid. You know what scares the devil? One God. Right. <laughs> you know, there are times. When he tries to shake you or shake your faith, you need to say, look, I know what scares you. There's one God and his name is Jesus. The Bible says the devils believe and tremble. He keeps trying to make you afraid. And you say, you know what? There ain't but one God. I know his name. If you don't leave, if you'll leave now, I won't even say his name. If I say that name, you're going to start screaming, get out of here. They don't want to hear that. But for Jehoshaphat and Judah, praise was their weapon. Now, as I get ready to close, uh, there's a part. This was not in the lesson, but this is something that, that I love. I love this scripture so good, uh, this little insight into praise. Uh, and you can come on to the music, whoever's coming up this morning. Uh, they they alternate on me, and I never know, so... I, Sometimes I'll say honey, and it's not honey. It's Brother brother Philip. And so in Matthew 21 and 16, Jesus is riding into Jerusalem, and they begin to praise him and worship him. And, oh, the Pharisees didn't like it. They said, do you hear what they say? And Jesus said, yeah, I hear them. And have you never read? So it means this is somewhere else. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? And so I wanted to know when I read that one day, I said, well, where did they read that at? If you go to Psalm 8 and verses 1 and two, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens. Now watch. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Now, Jesus did not misquote himself. It was not translated wrong in Matthew. He just translated for them. The word strength in Psalm chapter 8 is the Hebrew word owls, O-W-Z. And it means praise. And also... the side of that word it says boldness, loud might, power strength so now when you read this you say out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained praise because why did you do that Lord? because of your enemies that you might steal the enemy and the avenger in other words that you might have victory over your enemy and over the avenger i gave you a voice i put a tongue in your mouth i put a song in your heart so that when the enemy comes against you you know we talk about when the enemy comes in like a flood anything i got any praise i got is from the lord anything i got coming out of here is from the lord and the lord will raise up a standard tell you when the enemy comes in I got to praise and I got to let it out I said I got to praise and I got to let it out because I want to stop the enemy in his tracks I want him to know that's as far as you gonna go because he comes in trying to steal kill and destroy but Jesus said I have come that you might have life and that life more abundantly he puts something in me that stops the killing and the stealing and the destroying. He said, "You can. That's enough. That's, you have worried me long enough. Stop right there. You've bothered my family long enough. Stop right there. You, you, yeah, you've been taking peace. You've been take, trying to hurt me, but you're gonna stop right here. I'm gonna bless the Lord at all times, and His praise is gonna continually be in my mouth. Oh, come on, somebody." I don't know what you're going through this morning, but I believe you can lift your voice and begin to praise God for just a moment. You could stop the enemy right there in his tracks. Woo! Yeah, we'll close out with just a word of praise for a minute. will not you lift your hands and lift your heart? Just lift up a praise to the Lord. Woo! He said bold. Bold. Like, I, and listen, hang on. Hold on one second, honey. I mentioned this last week. Now I know there's some people, it's their nature. they just little quiet people. That's all right until you get ready to praise God. Hard to lift your voice like a trumpet and whisper. Hard to shout unto God and whisper. And he said, I've ordained this. I've put my seal of approval on it. This praise, but it's going to be bold, loud, mighty, and powerful. So now, for the next, I know we're about to run out of time for this. But now, let's lift our voice. Go ahead, honey, turn that up just a minute. And why don't you just practice praising God for a minute. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd be some chains falling off in here right now. Hey! Go ahead and lift the voice up just a moment. Woo! Let that Holy Ghost talk for just a minute. Come on, let that Spirit talk for just a minute. Woo! Hallelujah. Hey, if something's going to happen <laughs> you know I think with the knowledge that the, that the psalmist had in some places you understand why he would say "Hey, magnify the Lord with me because I want to see everybody getting the victory <laughs> I want to see everybody whooping up on the enemy oh just magnify the Lord with me hey two are better than one I love praising God with people. But I will slap praising by myself. (laughs) Amen. Come on, give him a hand, clap, and a shout. Hallelujah. (laughs) But I will tell you, something happens when you praise God. There's protection for you. There's victory for you. You just don't know what happens. I'm sure they didn't know they were going into a battle to collect three days' worth of spoil and didn't have to break a sweat, even swinging a sword. Because God will do exceedingly abundantly above. Oh, I'm thankful for it today. Mm, thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I'm I'm mindful of the time. I know we've gone over several minutes, so we'll we'll adjust that at the beginning of the service, but go get you some water, do what you've got to do, shake hands, greet somebody, but come back, find you a place to pray at this altar for a moment. Let's get ready for this next service. Let's see what God's going to do today. I believe he's going to do something great in Jesus' name. Amen? God bless you.